morning and welcome to Tuesday. Uh, for those of you who stayed up late like I did, the sports landscape is just littered with great stories. I don't think any better than the Panthers. Wow. I mean, what's happening in South Florida is probably never going to happen in our lifetime again. It's I mean, very possible you could have a NBA final and a Stanley Cup final. Never mind just that. They were both eight seeds. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> eight seeds in the same town go to the finals like that that's this this is once in a in a moment i find myself glued to it i i wanted to go to bed i prepared for bed i just couldn't stop watching it and with three minutes left carolina pulled their goalie might have been the best three minutes of hockey i've ever seen because it's just you know, you know, it's yeah. The crowd was insane. So lots of good stuff. And then, uh, unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to LeBron last night. And uh, in his press conference, he basically said, I might be done. Yeah, he's not done. <laughs> I'm sure he feels tired. I'm sure that there's a lot on his mind. But there, I would bet that there's no way that he retires after this yeah. year. Um, I'm sure he's having thoughts about it, but in reality, he wants to play with Bronny. I'm sure he wants to do some kind of final push to get to the end. Um, and Jake, to say, did he say the year was a failure? He said he wouldn't say it was a success. Correct. Every year, every year, if I don't win the championship, I, I, I don't, he goes, I don't get any thrill from being a, in the conference, making an appearance is what he right, said, right. You know, which right. to me is a very mature answer that leads you to know that he's hurting. And that, and that there's a standard and that, you know, what he, that it's not okay that they didn't reach the goal and all of that. So like, while he may not have used the word failure, I think he spoke to it in the direct context of, we did not reach a goal that we set, and that's not acceptable. So Jake and I have this conversation almost every day about everything. So is that a failure? Is that a right. failure? And then you're obviously – your talk about failure is great. So it's good that people are focusing on this conversation. It's a lot of great stuff. Lori, thanks for coming back. I know um, you are going back to the Heat game again tonight, correct? I am absolutely going to be there, running from an event that ends at 545, Get in the car and heading down to Miami. Wow. I'm a loyal fan you are. Insane. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I, I'm assuming you are not going. You chose not to? Yeah. So when they won game three and they went up 3-0, I said, well, I'm just going to save it and go to a finals game. Right. Well, yeah, I think and I've been to an Eastern Conference Finals. The last Eastern Conference Final I went to was against the Detroit Pistons. I, when we won that game, we were Comcast, there. With Comcast, right? I remember we that. We were there together. So I've been to an Eastern Conference Final. I've never been to a finals game and now knowing for sure that we're going to see Jokic and the best team in the NBA, um, I'm going to save it for that. I, I think uh, you can count me in on, on those tickets. They will be for sure a pretty penny. But, yeah. you know, I, I still think you got to pay attention tonight because the talent is on this team, whether they have the spirit or not. And we'll talk about leadership and all that uh, kind of stuff uh, but I, I can tell you this, and Jake and I were having this conversation, and I want people to shine in. So assuming the Heat and the Panthers make it, what's more important to you, going to an NBA final or a Stanley Cup final? I've been to both many times. For me, I'll just throw it out there, no doubt Stanley Cup final is the most insane sporting event ever. 
Yeah. I mean, for me, it's basketball. I love basketball more. Hockey's a great sport, and I understand the pageantry and tradition behind the Stanley Cup. But the like to me, the NBA Finals are the NBA Finals, and it's a sport that I'm more passionate about. So I'd much rather see an NBA Final. Awesome stuff. So, Lori, thanks for spending the morning with us. I We're gonna. We're almost going to, you both of you are almost going to be in the hot seat. I created um, this segment that uh, is basically the 10 principles of strategic leadership. I'm going to hit you with them and get your opinion. Good, bad, agree, disagree, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we got a Seth quote to unpack. We got great music as always. But before we do that, Shay, what do we got to do? Wake up. Wake up. So I love Double G, you know I do, but he's excited for the parade. Sure. I mean, so this is a great question. Are excited about the parade? I have this, where did they do the parade for, uh, for Tampa? Tampa? Not for Miami. Miami, I know they go Cuba or they go. I know, would imagine. I would imagine that they would do it by where they're building their new hockey facility, which would be Holiday Park. Ish. Over here on the east side. Parker, yeah, I think so. US one, sunrise, something like that. Right down sunrise, baby. Nice. So that yeah. <laughs> As if sunrise isn't bad enough for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, all of the things we talk about here, everything we relate to getting better. You know, how do you get better? There's lots of different ways you can get better. One of the things is hanging around the right people. I mean, I enjoy hanging around you two on Mondays and now Tuesdays because it makes me better. It does. I love the conversation. So, but you don't need to do that physically anymore. You can do it virtually. And we have access to unbelievable content. We talk about who is in your stable of authors. I don't think there's anyone better or at least in the top five than Seth Godin. Shay, show me Seth Godin. Um, he knows that we're on the ball because obviously we're bald and he's wonderful. But um, Mark, regularly, he puts out stuff. Today's was incredible. I'm not going to talk about today's. Stevie but about Wonder it. one today. Stevie, Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye. Oh, you saw it. See? It's yeah. unbelievable. So uh, maybe I will go there. So the story is, is that Marvin Gaye was not a good performer. He loved being in the studio, did not like being on the road. So Barry Gordy put him on the road and put him after Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder lit the crowd up. Marvin Gaye said, who was a competitive guy, I got to raise my game because I'm going after Stevie Wonder and the rest is history. So, you know, this idea of who you hang out with and what you see, who's well, in the- so the way he finished it was, is he pointed to the, the characteristic of charisma. And he said it was it, his charisma was a skill, not a talent. It was something that he worked to, to develop, which then went on to be a great part of his career. 
But he said, he goes, you have a choice. You have a choice to make it a skill or not. And I agree with almost all of that. Like to me, and I have this conversation with Jake and Aiden and a lot of guys, there's a difference between talent and skill. Totally. Talent is stuff that you're, is God gifted. And in most, in most phases, that's really only applicable in sports, right? Like, you could say like your IQ is is God gifted, but you can work to become smarter. You can read more books. You can practice and apply yourself to gain more knowledge and, and increase your level of intelligence. You can't. I can only get you so fast through training. I can only get you so big and strong through training. At some point, God's gifted ability and your talent is something that helps you excel there. So in the business world, to me, it's all really skills and all things that can be developed. Lori, any thought there on? on you, you know, know I, it's interesting though when he said, I, I, I love that last part too about charisma. My thought was, I don't know about you, but I can meet somebody who has natural charisma. They just exude charisma. Somebody who's trying to learn how to have charisma. I don't know. I see the difference a little, but I do agree the fact that he at least realized he needed to develop it, right? And he worked on it. But I do think you can see the difference between the two. But Well, so I would say, like, people would tell me that I have natural charisma, that I'm just naturally outgoing and a connector. I would say bullshit. I was raised in that kind of environment. I was conditioned to be that way. I was conditioned to be that way through my father, through my grandfather, through my great-grandfather. All of those people help condition me to be that way. So if you're not exposed to that early in your life, you don't have natural charisma because you haven't been conditioned to follow that behavior. So just because somebody doesn't have it yet, like where, where are you they? You develop it younger versus right. developing it. So exactly. an interesting take on this whole conversation. When I go into a company, I go, all right, who's the beast? And they look at me and they go, what are you talking about? I go, who's setting the pace here? Who is, who's the guy that everybody is paying attention, guy or gal who's paying attention, you know? So it's like, oh my God, that's what's working. We need to get to a place, you know, where, and Sherry, uh, we do disagree because <laughs> I think if you can't, if you don't see it, you can't be it. Right. You just can't, oh, I'm going to be charismatic. But if you see it, you go, well, I could do that, or I could do it better, or I could do it different, but it gives you a benchmark. And that's where I think learning, listen, I never hired one salesperson alone. For all of you that are hiring people, I hired two or three at the same time. And my partners would look at me like, what are you doing? I go, it's competition. Somebody's going to get in there and start leading, and the others are going to pick up the pace because the other one, you know, so I think it is very, very important to have a role model or some example, you know, when you get in the car with somebody who drives, you, by osmosis, you learn how to drive. You may not be driving, but really cool conversation out of nowhere, man. I love that. Paula says like, you know, it's also a choice on how you decide to show up in life. And it points back to what you talked about in the beginning of the show of the people you surround yourself with. The more you're exposed to, was fortunate to be around a lot of leaders, a lot of really successful people. My entire life growing up, I got to see what everybody was doing. And then I got to make a choice 
on who I wanted to embody, who I wanted to follow, who I, who, who I wanted to try on as my style, see what fit and put together the pieces that it's never a finished product. Am I, I'm always evolving. I'm always looking at somebody new going, oh, wow, that's something good I can add. I would love to talk about. I would love look, to do look that. At, well. Look at Christian, man. <laughs> Can't say things are going swimmingly, right? Just, right. <laughs> uh, so, Mark and Lori, this is a question from Lou. Define gift of gab. You want to take a shot at it, Lori? I, I at least the way I've always interpreted, somebody who can easily have conversation, right? Engaging conversation. You've just got the gift, right? You don't struggle at it. You just, it just comes naturally to be able to just have a conversation with somebody without preparation or, right, getting ready and studying. And I could talk to Walt. It's it's somebody who knows their story. Like, so I would go the opposite in that and say, it's not a gift. It's just somebody who knows who they are. It's somebody who's comfortable with where they come from and understands their story and has the ability to communicate that in a way where people can receive it and understand it. And I think there's another skill set with inside of that that has to do with being curious about other people. Because if you if you have the gift of gab, most times you're spending the majority of the time asking questions and getting people to talk about themselves rather than talking about yourself the entire time. So here's an interesting thing. You personally, Mark, you have the gift of gab. You're married to her. <laughs> That's the ultimate gift. Of that. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, let me like get some motiv- having natural curiosity. Exactly. Let me get some motivational music. We'll come back to this same conversation. We're keeping it going. You have to show them that you're really not scared. You're playing your life. This ain't no truth of death. They'll kick you. They'll beat you. They'll tell you it's fair. So beat it. to sing that guy had a voice but his skill sets were developed through joe right like i want to switch this because we're all um at least the three of us are biz dev minded you know we sort of have that revenue generating thing and this was a question i get posed all the time oh or, or a comment oh you're a born salesman which people think that's like a good thing to say to me. I don't, I think it's offensive, but you know, when you, when you think about it, you know, is it uh, something, um, an art, is it a science? Is it, you know, so, you know, Lori, you knocked the cover off the ball for anybody in philanthropy I've ever seen. I mean, literally you just really drive 
Was that, were you born with that? Were you around it? Did you see other people? I mean, it's a really good conversation because there's no right or wrong answer really. And people that are disagreeing, you're right. But what do you feel? Well, first of all, they tell you you're a natural born salesman. They tell me I'm relentless. So, you know, I'm not sure if that's a gender thing, if that's a sales thing, I don't know what it is, but I do, you do have to be relentless, right? Number one, because you're passionate, you're relentlessly passionate. But I think, you know, when I was going through some drawers the other day, I came across a Myers-Briggs test that I did when I was in my early 20s. And it told me that I should go into sales. If you, but I ignored it because I didn't think I was a sales, right? I didn't think I had that personality or that ability. I probably just didn't have the confidence maybe, right? So, but now when I look back on that, I'm like, damn, why didn't I listen to that thing, right? It probably could have been a lot further along in what I do, but maybe, maybe not. But um, so I think, I, I, I just think you, for me, it's about passion. I'm not relentless in selling or in raising money about something I don't care about. So for me, it's that I've developed or found my passion. And that's what makes me, I think, right, pretty good at what, at that part of it. So Lori, so having taken that test and those tests are, you know, fairly accurate, you know, having, knowing you took that, had you been in a sales environment or an entrepreneurial business environment where you were exposed to people who were doing that? You would have been naturally drawn to it because that's kind of in, but you mentioned it. It's confidence. Most people in sales, the number one thing they lack is confidence. Yeah. And you're right. I wasn't around it. My parents were educators. My uncle was in IT, who was another mentor in my life. I didn't have anybody who was entrepreneurial or in sales in my, right, as I was growing up. So you're right. I might have been drawn to it had I been in there because that's my natural if you look at all my tests from that day forward, it has always been more driven towards sales, but I so, never paid attention. So I, I think this is true of every skill set. Uh, Mark, I want to unpack when Nick Saban um, recruited uh, the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Mac uh, Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones could have gone anywhere. Sure. He went and was not guaranteed. He was not guaranteed a position with Alabama because Saban said, when you're around this kind of talent, yeah. you either move up or you move out. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that that is, is, is that a skill? Is that a talent? Or is that somebody who is feeding you that inspiration? Because you're around it all the time. Yeah. So I, I, it comes to me, being successful in business development, there are some skill sets that are important. Resilience and persistence. I think both, both of those or relentless, Lori, you know, to me, those are the same thing, being able to come back time and time again and keep trying. Confidence is really important. Confidence comes from preparation and the ability to be an expert or feel like you know what you're doing. I think the missing link in that from experience is lack of defined process for people. If you don't know what the hell you're supposed to be doing every day in order to be successful, it makes it really hard to be confident in I'm what gonna you're going to validate that for you. I'm going to validate. Lori, I'll, I'll give you the validation. So you're very comfortable having a conversation with somebody. Anybody. Just about, any, about anything. Not about JA. Not about selling them or having them donate or having them volunteer. You're capable of separating the two 
right? In the sales world, they teach people, oh, be looking for the sale. Everything is, Everything is about, you know, that's what burns people out. That's what's not authentic. Your ability to have a genuine conversation with somebody which is not trained, by the way, we do. Right. We train people, the more you can have a conversation without talking about business, the closer you are to doing business. And but I want to you know touch on something Mark said, because I can tell you, Mark, that's not been my experience with confidence. It was not about preparation. I went to work, I was prepared, right? That's just who I am. I went prepared to do the best job that I could possibly do and be the best person and stand out from the rest. But I didn't develop my confidence until I started to see some success. So for me, it wasn't just being prepared. It was, I didn't believe in myself. I prepared, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to write, to stand out. Interesting. I didn't always, I didn't always have yeah. that. But Lori, right? but how, 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 much, how much failure did it take for you to have success? How many times did you have to try and not get it right oh, before wow. you started a lot. So you think it was the success that gave you the confidence, but it wasn't the success. It was the fact that you had done it over and over right. and over and kept going, which that's all practice. The problem with the business world is we don't do enough practice creation. We don't create enough role plays. We don't create enough practice scenarios for people to not have to burn through performance scenarios. So we have to use performance as our practice in the early stages. Exactly. What happens in the business world is that if in 90 days you haven't created something on the board, you failed, you're out, you're right. bad. You're out. I, I'm not gonna support you. Well, that's ridiculous. If you're doing all the right things, the success will come, which is part of that failing. I'm learning. If you're not trying, then you failed. If you're not having conversations, if you're not in the game, you're a failure and you need to be moved out. But if you're trying and you're in the game and you're getting to conversations, but you're not moving conversations to opportunities or opportunities to deals, then we can coach you through that. We can work on the skill sets and figure out where the weak points are. So you may not have reached your goal of where we need you to be, but at least I know you're doing it, which that will develop the confidence and that will give you the skill sets needed in order to be successful. Lori, at JA, the organization is better because you set the pace. They see you, they watch you, they, they understand when they're in a meeting with you and you're talking to somebody, all of that coaching, that real time, you know, event driven stuff. If you are not the leader you are, if you are not, the you know developer you are the rest of the organization suffers because there isn't that you know that ability to see it no I, and i don't disagree i'm just saying that when it comes to confidence and i see it in our young people right and you're right mark the more we give them a chance to practice right the more confident they start to feel well guess but what happens in practice not something that for me it was not something that really came through preparation, it was by seeing that I could actually do something. It was by the failures and being proud of getting back up. It was those things, not so much the preparation that built. And it took years to build my confidence, years. And I'm watching our young people today. Confidence is a way, in my opinion, just my opinion, 
is yes, preparation is in there, but it's about way more than preparation. I can tell you this though, Lori, in your huddle contract, um, you need to agree with us, otherwise you're out. <laughs> no, okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> Lori, I just don't know another way to feel confident walking into a performance or into a practice without without preparing. Like if I don't prepare, if I don't do what I need to do to put myself in position to succeed, I don't know how to have, I don't know how you have confidence there in that. You know, Jerry, yeah, you got to put in the time. Man. It's like, but just being confident and walking into, just being prepared and walking into that was for me, I'm just saying me personally. Yeah was not what gave me the confidence. I actually felt more confident after it went well, right? Yeah. More so than I did when I was going in, right? And and it's okay. Whatever works for you to give you confidence, whatever works for me. For me, it was about, wow, I did it, I, right? It, I knew I was prepared. I still was scared shit and I still wasn't confident I was going to nail it, okay? But, yeah. and it didn't matter what it was. It was the new job. When my boss would throw me in and tell me, uh, you were going to lose our job if you don't fix this. I did not have the confidence to think that I could fix it. But when we did, I was like, oh, I did it. Right. That's what built my confidence. And that's why I say for me, yes, you got to be prepared. I'm gonna you close it up. We, we got a big day ahead. But I can tell you the reason why this show works is. That came from nothing. Nowhere. We didn't even talk about the other stuff. I was going to say, you're going to have to come back tomorrow to talk about strategic. Oh, shit. She'll be strategic. sleeping. There's no way she's coming in. Don't oh, no, show. I got to get up. I got to get up for Patrick. Um, if you want to be on tomorrow, we can talk about this leadership shit. That's up to you guys. If you want Listen, to I'm having a blast. I love that you're on. You do bring an alternative viewpoint and I think that's what makes it work. And it's super fun. And we're super grateful. So come back tomorrow, guys. Grab your friends. Right. Lori will be back in the seat. She'll give us the play-by-play -play on uh, hopefully the heat win. She'll create her own parade on the way home. <laughs> She'll be hopefully back. we will be celebrating tomorrow. Right. That'd be awesome. See you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Remember, sign up. We are about to uh, market this outside of the huddle so if you don't get in shame on you yes who's coming to ja for the live yes so we're talking there. about june 16th or is it 16th what's the date 14th it's the 14th june 14th we will be live and in person which never happens for the huddle so make sure that you guys are there it's going to be a great session about time management after the huddle so excited to spend that time with you guys and if you guys are not signed up for our newsletter, head over to ontheball.co so that you can get signed up and we can continue to talk to you all the time. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down.